I am Les. And hi, I'm Laurie. And I'm excited because we're back and the sumo's back and we're sumo kaboom. That's right. It's sumo kaboom. And we are here to break down days one through three, which has not disappointed. Not at all. Very it's exciting. been super fun, super exciting. Really happy that we're back. There are only 60 cards left, y'all. If you want to play bingo with us, you best get on the bingo ball and get yourself a bingo card. Loosen up those bingo fingers. This is a worldwide bingo competition. Yes, y'all. it is. Simo bingo. There's major cred on the line and even better prizes than ever before. Oh my goodness. Leslie yes. has been making jam. Yeah, right I and left, y'all. made a strawberry lavender jam. I have not tried this one, but it that is, sounds it delicious. It has been a hit with everyone else. I mean, I have other options to throw in there, but uh, this is my latest jam. And I think it's quite good. Okay. I also just had a discussion with Robert. You know, every Basho comes up and he's always like, let's talk about the new stuff that my store is offering. Yes, he has... And- Amazing stuff, by the way. Yes, he does. And I always put a video together and put it up on YouTube so that you can see these products that he's talking about. But he's generously giving us not only Bonzuke and more sumo star- cards and star charts and sumo cards to give away, but y'all, this time we got some socks. We got some what? sumo socks for sumo men socks? and women. What? We have some cups, some sumo cups for sake or something like that. Oh. They're really cool. They have the Kimurite on the outside. So we've got that. We've got uh, sumo magazines with Wakataka Kage on the cover. We've got Man. super cool posters. I feel like Oprah when she's like, you get a prize. And Seriously. you get a prize. And you get a prize. Yes. We have so many prizes to give away. It's kind of overboard. Yeah, it's fun to kind of feel like Santa Claus where you just give gifts. It's really fun. And I kind of get a little jealous because some of these prizes, I'm like, can't we keep some of these? And he always (laughs) says, yes, you can. Yeah, but we usually give them all away. I know. Because we're like, let's just keep giving out prizes. You know what we have this time? We have mini seat cushions. You know the seat cushions that usually fly at tournaments? He yes. has these mini ones that you can <laughs> fling across the room whenever your sumo wrestler does Is it really like well. coaster size? They're, yes, they're oh coaster God. size. So if you're watching and you're in your living room and Chishoma does another hanka you can and you're just boom. mad at it yes. or somebody beats Ted and Fuji, you can throw that. Exactly. You can toss it at anyone else who's in the room with you if you're very excited about who's winning. And a reminder, once we get to week two, things get hot and heavy, people are starting to get close to a bingo, make sure the second you get that bingo, send us an email at sumokaboom at gmail.com with a picture of your card. Let us see it, and we'll verify it. And whoever comes in first with that makikoshi bingo or that kachikoshi bingo gets prizes. After that, you go into a big hat of second place prizes and from there on out keep playing and you in your bingo that comes even on day 15 will be put into the hat or the lottery for more prizes so keep playing cool cool all right how about a news flash If you haven't noticed in day one through three we are missing Ichinojo and Ishiura that was a late come in for a Kyujo for mm-hmm. this Basho. Sorry, so, bingo players. Sorry. Either one of those guys, if they don't show up for the rest of the Basho, it's a dead square. Right. But who knows? Maybe on like day seven, we'll see uh, Maybe Ishiura. Maybe he'll change his mind. Who knows? So those two guys are outsies, but you know who's inzies? 
Who? As far as Shinpan go, our sideline judges. Kisuna Sato. I mean, Oraiso. No, I mean, Nishonoseki. Ugh. That's Those how, names. That's who he is. That, that's his, that, that name's going to stick. Okay. He's Nishonoseki, and he is officially on the sidelines, and he is just doing his retirement sideline judge deal. Yeah, they put well him front and center. Former Kota Oshu. He's also there. Handsome gentleman from Eastern Europe, wherever he comes from. Both handsome gentlemen. Mm-hmm. So we have gained two handsome judges. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if they give the old dudes a boost, like, out. You know, <laughs> like, get out of here. You have to sit on the other side where the camera can't see you right. quite as easily. Right. But we need our handsome judges up, up front. front. And we got to make sumo even sexier. Yep. So congratulations to those Oyakata, now Shimpan. So they are in the judging, the judging arena now. And uh, so that's fun to see. That is, I think, all I've got. Oh, great. Let's get into the sumo. Okay, everyone. Day one. Oh, what a lovely day of sumo day one was. Yes, it was. Day one for me started off with quite a bit of excitement at the Oho Meise match. Okay. Now, this was a severe, brutal head bonk, which led to this bloody, bloody eye of Oho. I was like, oof, that must have hurt. I mean, yeah. it started out with fireworks, this whole basho. And I hate when that happens, but I honestly think like when I felt like Oho lost this match, when he felt the blood start to like fall down his face, because after oh, yeah. the match, he was just, he looked like Carrie from the movie. But I do think that that definitely plays with your mind and your focus. And I would, if all of a sudden I was like bleeding everywhere and I knew it was my eye, I might lose focus. And that's pretty much how that one ended with Meisei taking him out with an Oshidashi win. I think what happened is Meisei has been spending the last six weeks thinking about the last Basho. Yeah. You know how poorly he did? Yeah. He only had, I think, one win. Yeah. And he was just saving it up and saving it up. And he said, I am going for it on day one, come hell or high water or oh ho. And he just went for it. He did. And he went away with a win. I felt very happy for Say His back must be better. Yes. Poor Oho, welcome back to Makauchi. Here's a bloody eye for you. <laughs> That's right. Koto Shoho versus Teretsuyoshi. Now, I like this because Teretsuyoshi, just a little man, is exciting mm-hmm. anyway. Always. Always. He is always bringing it from the salt throw to the finish. Yep. But he had a nice hit and shift up top. And uh, Koto Shoho, he seemed a little bit off balance, though, until the end with that initial hit and shift from Teretsuyoshi. And then, you know what? Koto Shoho just kind of lost his center and Teretsuyoshi just set him up for this stellar katashikashi. And it was a beautiful, beautiful execution of little guy versus big guy. Agreed. Um, another bloody battle, Onosho versus Takanosho. And this was a bloody head bash, hit and a step back into the side from Onosho had Takanosho looking like just not centered. And uh, it was a Tsukiyotoshi win for Onosho, but that same sort of mojo, that same sort of energy that Meisei had, I saw from Onosho in the same match. Mm. And second bloody battle of the day. And I I love Takanosho. I hate to see him all bloodied. But again, this Basho starts with a lot of blood and a lot of bashing. So Onosho as well was sitting at home thinking, I am 
going to take it on day one. Exactly. And he did. Okay. I know everyone's been watching Hoshoryu versus, well, him versus Endo on day one. Um, and it was interesting because Hoshoryu's just kind of been, he's had so much momentum behind him, but Endo, again, he's he kind of surprises Hoshoryu with this arm pull, and it just happened so fast, and Hoshoryu just wasn't on his game. And I thought that was interesting for day one. He just seemed a little out of it, and it was a Tsukiyotoshi win for Endo, and um, a little bit of a kind of unfocused start for Hoshoryu. I thought that was a fun matchup for yeah. day one. Yeah. Whoever did the programming on day one did a really good job. Yeah. Because there were lots of fights that I was really excited about and uh, interested in, and they weren't kind of the usual same guy with same number meeting up. Right. Um, and this was one of those, and their history was two to two, so they were evenly matched. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited to see how this one was going to happen. And yeah, I was surprised that Endo just sort of... Folded him up, put him in an envelope, and sent him on his way so darn did. quickly, didn't he? He did. Yeah. And he has a way of doing that with whoever's the hottest ticket in town. Yeah. Endo, like, makes a point to just take them out. Yeah. It was really lovely. <laughs> He's fine sitting mid-level, but he has, like, some sort of motivation to constantly go for whoever's a rising star. There's a couple matches that you skipped that I'd love to just quickly mention sure. here. I'm just going to say this. I'm truly appreciating Wakamoto Haru right now. I He's growing on me in a major way. Yeah. He's really a beautiful boy. Yeah, well, he's handsome. Yes. Yes. But... I'm just talking handsome right oh, now. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. He's handsome. Well, and... he decided to turn it on in this match. You know, Takada Fuji is no easy... Well, match. yes, yes. Although I feel like Takada Fuji is looking injured or something. He's well, looking yeah, a little something is a little off on Takada yeah. Fuji. But but it just hit me all of a sudden on day one. Oh my gosh, Wakamoto Haru is like that boy from high school that's sort of been around for a while. And you just never noticed how beautiful he is, and then suddenly he does something, and you're like, I'm "Oh, taking you're notice? really, 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 really lovely." <laughs> I notice him for his athletic ability. Laurie clearly likes to notate who's just the hottest in the doyo. Well, yes, I always notate that. And I'm getting to the sumo. His sumo was really beautiful on day one against Takara Fuji. He got in and under and he wiggled his hips away every single time Takara Fuji went for that belt. And um, I was just impressed by the way he took care of middle management here. Yes. Like it was not a problem. At all. He's looking looking strong. But more than anything, I was just surprised. Like, oh, look who look who's in the top of my heap right now. Had no idea he mm -hmm. would be there. But look at that. And I also just I want to appreciate Ura and Tobizaru for the super fun fight that they had yes. on day one. Ura ended up in the front row and all of the audience members were delighted to have Ura in their lap on day one. Yes. It was like the best thing ever. He's and always rolling into someone down there. Well, he's fun, but also who wouldn't want to start day one with a full audience all the way around the doyo. Right. And Ura in your lap in the pink mawashi. I mean, it cannot get much better than that. True. I, on day one, I thought, okay. Tamawashi, he came in, he maybe he thrives on the full audience. He's looking good. Him versus Abi. We just had a 
superior tachi eye and the double neck grab from Tamawashi that just must be impossible to get out from under. Tamawashi is just so incredibly strong. And Abi couldn't get out from under it. And it was a Tsukidashi win for Tamawashi. Just starting to begin the trend of Tamawashi dominance. Does it is it a trend if it's day one and he wins? Well, it's a trend. It's a little bit of a foreshadowing of what's to come, in my opinion. In my opinion, it's a little early to call it a trend, but well, that's all right. That's different strokes, right. different folks. That's right. Wakataka Kage, uh, pretty much immediately out of the gate, gets on the right inside of Hokuto Fuji, and but. Hokuto Fuji is like a stick in the mud. He doesn't really, he doesn't really move. But whatever grip Hokuto Fuji wasn't, uh, whatever grip he tried to get after that, he did get, but it just wasn't as strong as whatever Wakataka Kage got. And he had a left inside grip with um, also a Notoa finish. And so that was a Yorikiri win for Wakataka Kage, who came out swinging on day one. <laughs> that was a lot of terminology. Was it? Yes, that well, was. How about how about Wakataka Kage? He grabbed the belt and then he grabbed Hokuto Fuji's throat and mm-hmm. pushed like hell. That's right. And that's a great way to describe it. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> there was no hesitation at all from Wakataka Kage. He looked great. Yeah, no, he one. was wow. fire. He's definitely like, I am on the rise. Yeah, I'm going to stick to you like Velcro, grab your throat, push you out. Mm-hmm. Done. Our first Ozeki matchup was Takakesho versus Kotonowaka. Now, uh, what, what did we say last week that we thought Kotonowaka might be a surprise contender for the Basho? Did we even talk about that? Who knows? We did not, but some other people mentioned him. Yeah. Yeah. Commentators. I think John Gunning really likes him. He has shown up for this Basho. He, Are you um, noticing another trend on day one? A day one trend <laughs> is Kotonowaka is looking good. Or at least a trend of like, he keeps showing up with lots of energy. And then who knows, it might fall apart by day 13. But hey, Kotonowaka, he kept Takakesho from getting low and inside. And he kept him kind of paralyzed from pushing. And then he advanced on Takakesho backwards. It worked. Takakesho couldn't use his regular, you know, tricks on Kotonowaka and a much larger Kotonowaka, um, Oshidashi Takakesho for the win. But I thought, oh, I think he's figured out Takakesho has so much power from, from below. Right. And if you can get in close, you you keep Takakesho from using his full power with the right angle upwards at Kotonowaka, which is Takakesho's typical approach to a larger foe. And so I thought that was smart. Okay, Kotonowaka's figured out, okay, I just have to stay close, keeps him from fully extending on my chest and what his his number one tool, which is the ultimate thrust push to the chest. Oh, maybe that was it. I never noticed that. Um, I just noticed that Takakesho's thrust did not move. Right. Did not move Kotonowaka, not one bit. Well, and Kotonowaka yeah. is bigger. He's taller. Right. But I just thought it was a size difference. But maybe it's uh, how close he is. Yeah. I just I just was shocked that Takakesho could not move Kotonowaka. Right. Not a bit. Well, and I, if I remember correct, Kotonowaka was trying to inch in and get 
to his belt. I mean, if you think about it and you shove somebody and you're at the perfect distance, then all your momentum goes into that last part of the push, which is what sends somebody to the other side of the ring. But if you can't fully extend your arms, the momentum of your push just won't happen. So that's kind of what I saw in that match. And kudos for him. So that was one Ozeki down on day one. Yeah. And I would say it's a surprise. I did not expect that to happen. I thought Nor it would be Takakesho. So surprise number one. That's well, right. Well, it probably wasn't number one, but it was a big surprise on day one. A trend? Could it be starting it a, trend be a trend of surprises? It could be a trend. <laughs> All right. Then we have Maigashira 2, Kiribayama versus Ozeki Shodai. Kiribayama used his momentum in his initial charge. Once he got a double inside shallow grip after the Tachiai, he lifted up simply and Shodai was defenseless as usual. So it was Yorikiri win for Kiribayama, sending our second Ozeki down for day one. A trend. A trend and a surprising one because their history uh, was much in Shodai's favor. Yeah. So... Again, we're seeing uh, old Shodai show up where he's just kind of a little lackadaisical and a little bit too <laughs> or, or, comfortable. Or, or Kiribayama has is, decided after being pummeled for the last couple of boss shows that he's got something to prove. Les is really tough on Shodai. I would just like to I say. I love Shodai. I, I know. I just, it, but I just I... want him to absorb the tachiai and then advance okay. as opposed to retreat this is day one I, I was just his coach i prefer to think of it like kiribayama was just much much faster off okay. the tachiai True. that's all he just bested him right there should i never really had a chance well but surprise number two yes surprise number two a trend a trend um ozeki mitakeyumi Versus Takayasu. This was the match of the day for me. Yeah, me too. Mainly because the Gyoji uh, got thrown off the doyo. That was the first person that Mitakeyumi threw out of the ring. Yes. (laughs) But what was so great is that, like, he just hopped right back on up there. Yep. And I don't know how old he is, but he's obviously the oldest top dog of all the gyojis um and he just was like oh i've been thrown up nope i've been i get right back on there and i'm still calling this match by the way did you see all those questions that i asked konishki about gyoji no i i sent him a message and i said hey who can we talk to we have got all these listener questions about gyoji and he wrote back immediately and was like well what sort of questions do you have and i listed like eight or ten <laughs> questions and then he just went radio silent <laughs> He, he was like, too that. much. Yeah, he was like, I, I can't Too much. Those. I can't. Sorry, He's kid. a very busy man. <laughs> I didn't want him to answer, though. I just wanted to be like, this is how many questions we have. I know. So who can we, we talk the to? The mystery of a gyoji. I know. Because I want to know, what is their training? Are they going, are they jumping off are they the doing squats and back on? Are I they mean, doing preventative? Are like they running to, steps? How to roll appropriately without getting hurt? Are they, are they doing acrobatics? Who knows? I know. Anyway, back to this match. Back to this Gyoji, though. This was not the first time he got kind of pummeled day one. So there, when uh, Ura, Ura, I think, smashed him earlier in the Bef- day. Before he, as he went out into the audience. Yeah, I mean, he definitely was it the showed. Same judge? I, th- I don't know. If I bet it was a different it judge. It might have been a different judge. But anyway, that one showed just a little bit of frustration. So maybe day one, they were like, take it easy on the Gyojis. <laughs> They're getting, we got one Gyoji down, another, we, they're just coming for the Gyoji. Anyway, 
as far as the match goes. Yes. Mitakiyumi resists Takayasu getting his right-hand side grip after the tachiai. And he sort of clamps down on Takayasu's left hand at the same time to keep him from grabbing his belt. Mitakiyumi does a good job lifting up and keeping Takayasu in an awkward reaching position. Mitakiyumi has a loose mawashi, though, so Takayasu has no leverage with his grip on Mitakiyumi's belt. Mitakiyumi circles around, and now Takayasu is at the edge. Mitakiyumi lunges forward and takes Takayasu with him to the dirt. It was an Oshidashi win for Mitakiyumi. What do you remember from that match? I remember one, it's a huge power match. It's, yeah. It would be a great one to watch in slow-mo. Yeah. Because it's like two bulls meeting each other yeah. right in the center of the ring yeah. and a lot of like really strong pushing before anybody really went for the win. I also remember Mitakiyumi's ginormous belly flop off the doyo yeah. right into the audience. That was my favorite moment of it this was, match. It was showy. That's if if I have time injured, today, which is like no whoosh. one was injured. Yeah, but if I have time today, what I what I would like to do? There's a few images from sumo that stick in my mind, and I'm like, I want to put them in other environments. I want to put Mitakiyomi's belly flop in some sort of like pole circus. Vault? Sir, oh, that would be good. I was thinking Mitakiyomi like circus circus environment where he's like belly flopping into a tiny pool. Yes. Or just going off a diving board with that belly flop. I th- I think that would be funny. It would be great. Yes. Uh, mainly because he could move a lot of water. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so could uh, Chiyomaru or yes. Tukashoryu, any of those guys that are belly heavy. But I have yet to see, like, the flying belly flop that Mitakiyomi gave us on day one. It was a true leap. A lateral yes. uh, for a real horizontal. It was gorgeous. Throw. Well, Komisubi Daesho versus Yokozuna Terenofuji. Daesho has indeed figured out how to block Terenofuji from the left side, his preferred grip. So he drives the Yokozuna post tachiai back and out while he was while he was doing that pushing him backwards he was lifting up on his chest to keep tedanofuji just upright and when tedanofuji is too upright he is unable to defend himself with those knees he just can't like hakaho used to like regroup and bend down and kind of center and ground himself and tedanofuji couldn't do that either because daisha was lifting up too like too hard or positioning or his knees are just he doesn't have the ability with the knees to do that so it was a loss for our yokozuna our lone yokozuna on day win with an oshidashi win for daisho it did continue the trend of surprises yes but i did notice in that fight terada fuji had a plan he was trying to get that belt underneath on the inside of daisho and he just missed you could see that long arm reach in, and he just missed the belt, and that left him open to all of those pushes. And Daesha was quick. Yes, yes, he, he was. was. Like, you don't get my belt, and watch out for this rapid fire push, push. But you know what I liked about out. it? I liked that Terada Fuji was frustrated with himself because to me that read like, ah, 
I should have done something different. I should have. I don't like what I just did. I can do better. Or he didn't like the position he found himself in, which was defenseless. Like he knew once he's there, like Shodai, I'm up too high. I can't do squat. Yeah. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. So I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if it was injury. We will never, ever know. But I liked seeing him frustrated at himself because that made me think he's coming back the next day and he will fix this. Yes. And that's pretty much what he did. Should we go to day two? Yes. Okay, day two was the day of the slick doyo that took lots of people down. But I just want to say I thoroughly enjoyed the first fight of the day. Yes. Midori Fuji, five foot seven, Mm -hmm. taking on one of the tallest wrestlers Mm -hmm. in the entire division at six foot four. Big guy, little guy. We love these matches. And uh, boy, Midori Fuji just pulled a beauty of a Kataskashi against Kageyaki, who was not ready for that one in any sense of the word. And that never, it will never get old for me, ever. So welcome back, Midori Fuji. Really glad to have you back. Chiyoshoma really surprised me on day two with a beauty Shitatanage versus Sadano Umi. Now, Chiyoshoma is our Hanka specialist, <laughs> but instead he took a little drink of something in the break and said, you know what? I'm going back to my wrestling basics. I'm going to really show up and wrestle. <laughs> so he looked <laughs> grounded and he looked strong. I mean, the guys that are consistently doing well in the Sanyaku divisions are there because they're big. They can stay low and grounded no matter what comes out at them. And I saw some of that from Chiyoshoma on day two. He appeared low and heavy. And you got to have immense lower body strength to do that. He pulled a beautiful underarm belt throw on a very surprised Sadanaumi. Appreciated that Chiyoshoma. Which we don't often do, appreciate Chiyoshoma. I, I know, that's so true. <laughs> it's so, so true. That Nishikigi versus uh, Tochinoshin. I know, I was just trying to think if I should talk about that one. <clears throat> well, I, I just say, Go ahead. more than anything, that, you know, Nishikigi, in a nutshell, won that one with an Oshitaoshi, but it was the way Tochi fell. And that was like... Concerning, you mean? Very concerning. Because he, I don't know, in the Hanmichi, he was rubbing his collarbones. So I don't know. I felt like in a few days, I don't know how much more that guy's body can handle. But then again, you know, as a former Ozeki, how long did Kota Shogiku hold on not being an Ozeki? Like, how long do they hang on when their bodies just just continue to just get banged around. I feel like that's all we talk about with Tochi Notion, but I just feel like either with his weight loss or whatever, he's just getting beat up around every corner. How much longer can the guy hang on? It, it could be 12 more years, but well, <laughs> I worry. We're, we're going to get to day three, and I'm going to talk a whole lot of different stuff about Tochi Notion on day three. But okay. on day two, it was an awkward fall in that fight against Nishikigi. Uh, his knees seemed to buckle underneath him. As he was going out, and then he rolled backwards off the doyo. It was this full roll. And I've never seen him shook up. Well, and he got up very slowly. And I think that, for me, watching him get up so slowly was really concerning. He was worried. I wasn't sure he was going to be back on day three. Me too. But he was, surprisingly, in the day three matches like something to behold and i cannot wait to talk about that on day three but on day two i will say i was worried i also want to mention ura versus takara fuji Mm -hmm. i did enjoy this it was a little too easy for ura 
to push out Takara Fuji yeah. with just straight pushes. Methinks something is up up with yeah. Takara Fuji. It was a little odd. Let's talk. This matchup, Tamawashi versus yes. Wakataka Kage yes. on day two. Yes. There are some moments in sumo where I watch and I think, why do these guys enjoy this? <laughs> and I have to say, this is one of those matches. Because to explain it, there was this tachi They both ran at each other. Tamawashi just went straight for Wakataka Kage's head. And Wakataka Kage, he stayed in there. He just Velcroed himself in like he normally does, okay? So Tamawashi just grabbed Wakataka Kage's chin and flung it forward and down to the dirt. Yeah, like and, Darth Vader. And I thought, wow, what a, what a crazy sport. What an odd, interesting <laughs> sport that men will sign up for that. And that's just part well, of it. Well, I don't know if Wakataka Kage... Uh, signed up for being <laughs> the recipient of that. Well, but he but does it to always, other people, right, too. It's always an option that's yes. on the table. And it's always a way you're going to go down at some point. Oof. Imagine the first time you experience that from Tamawashi. That's got to be a memorable experience because I really think as far he's he is one of the best at it from that big old sweetheart. Oof. He is just and just so incredibly strong. And Wakataka Kage had no response. He was owned by that neck attack from Tamawashi. It was beautiful. It You have Never to appreciate it. Never count him out. I mean, when you watch it on TV, you have to appreciate it. Yeah. Because it's a marvel that these guys can do this and can be safe and can get right back up and bow and just go on to the next day. Uh, their athleticism is just amazing. Just amazing. All right, I'm going to skip forward Hoshoryu versus Mitakeyumi, where there was a huge clash of bodies. Hoshoryu worked to the side and with one big push sent Mitakeyumi flying, not quite belly flop style, but flying right out of the doyo. I thought that was a huge show of strength, yes. a huge, huge display of strength from Hoshoryu. Well, well, he just well done. rushed him straight to the edge. Yeah, yeah. With some incredible strength and power. But I want to get right to Takakesho <laughs> versus Kiribayama because really the only thing you need to know that I appreciated about this is that Takakesho won on the belt. Uh-huh. He won on the belt. He never, he never does that. He got in there. Kiribayama had Takakesho by the neck or at least where Takakesho's neck should be because Takakesho doesn't really have one. <laughs> and he was pushing and pushing and pushing. And Takakesho showed the most immense staying power ever. Stayed on Kiribayama's belt and took him out with a Yorikiri. Beautiful work. Well, and the one thing I remember too about that is Kiribayama attempted this Notowa attack. But if you think... If you know to attack somebody on their neck and they're taller than you, you're bringing their center of gravity upwards and back and they're, they can't ground themselves. But Kiribayama is shorter than Takakesho. So he tries to do the Notowa attack, but it's, um, when you look at Takakesho, that's like 
the leverage doesn't work the same way coming from a taller to shorter person. He's just grounding him more. And you're banking on Takakesho losing his balance backwards. But that's harder to do, in my opinion. So I was like, maybe it's like kind of the wrong attack on Kitty Bayamba's. Like he's she's trying anything with this guy. <laughs> but uh, you just can't, you can't, you can't do that with Takakesho. Shodai versus Kotonawaka. Okay. Okay. Shodai has never beaten Kotonawaka. So mm-hmm. they go into this with that history. Kotonawaka, I never really realized just how tall that boy is. He's two inches taller than Shodai. Because he looks like and, he's 14. You just, right. He looks kind of like our nephews, where they're just like enormous children. Yes. Like they still look like children, but they're like enormous. Their bodies are enormous, yeah. but they're not like men yet. They're just enormous children. Yeah. And that's kind of so, how Kotonawaka so looks. So just as they were sizing each other up, I thought, wow, Kotonawaka really has the size here. He has all of the size. Shodai looked tiny in comparison. And uh, Shodai had trouble moving Kotonawaka. Shodai was fast. There were lots of pulls, lots of pivots. And he stayed on his feet like a cat for oh, a while. Uh, like he was very not, nimble. Yeah, it was not a fast, easy fight. But uh, Shodai went in for a final push. But he ended up going to the ground first. And Kotonawaka again came away without win. So Ozeki yeah. down. Kotonawaka wins. Well, and Kotonawaka was able to get this really shallow inside grip on Shodai. And that's really, I think, kind of what uh, did him in at the end. They, they ended up falling at the same time, but Kotonawaka kept his feet in the air a little bit longer than Shodai hit the ground. And so it, it was, to me, when I looked at it, it should have been a Tori Naoshi or re, rematch. Like they were so close, but it showed that Kotonawaka also has the Shodai ability to dance like a cat on the Tawara. And he did in that match. And um, he... I, I, I liked this match. I saw a little bit more chutzpah from Shodai, um, but he just got outplayed by Kotonawaka, a rising star. <laughs> and that takes us to the final match of day two, Terunofuji versus Takayasu. Always a great matchup. My goodness. Their record is 11, Terunofuji, 12, Takayasu. Every time I see them just get ready for a fight, I get excited. <laughs> Because yeah, because they're, they're just so their bodies are similar. They're well matched. They've got both long arms. Anything's possible. Well, Anything. They're both just so strong and stable, and they're just both great sumo wrestlers. And this was a super fun match. Of course, there was a big, huge tachiai. Takeyasu got wrapped up in Terunofuji's very long arms, and he had a lot of trouble escaping. He tried to wiggle. He tried to jump back, but Terunofuji just reached around with those long arms and grabbed hold of Takayasu's belt and would not let go. Takayasu tried yet another series of jumps backward to try to to get his arms away from the vice and then go inside of Teru's arms. But then Terunofuji would just start another series of squeezes against the arms and that would put an end to that. At the end, Terunofuji grabbed one of Takayasu's arms, swiveled away, and Takayasu ended up on his knees with a kotenage. It was... It was like a surprise move, really, at the at the well, very was, end. No, it was, it was like, it was super, I liked it. It was super fast. It right. was a really beautiful swivel. 
and and pop turn. <laughs> it's like a pop and lock. It's like a in pop and sumo. Lock. It's just like it. It's just like it. Exactly. It's, <laughs> a pop and lock. It's like two guys like that are dancing. going chest to chest for all they are worth and trying to get the holds that they want and then suddenly one person gets just the right hold that they need and they do a swift sideways swivel and it just took Takayasu right to his knees. So now their record is 12 and 12 but Taren and Fuji walked away with that win. I was super happy. Well that brings us to day three. I'd like to chat about Midori Fuji versus Koto Kuzan. Yes. Midori Fuji did a bang up job right off the tachiai getting the shallow grip on Kotokuzan and Kotokuzan was pulled in too tight to Midori Fuji to have any leverage to thrust push or throw Midori Fuji dominated that whole match this little dude and he's like an annoying little gnat and he annoyed the much larger Kotokuzan and it was it was brilliant. Midori Fuji manhandled Kotokuzan to the edge, and when Kotokuzan wouldn't budge, he pivoted around and pushed him back again to the other side of the ring. He used a throw attempt of of, of a sort to get Kotokuzan off his game, and in that kind of unfocused moment, it worked in his advantage. This was really nice sumo and strategy from Midori Fuji. Kotokuzan was just was there defensively. He did a good job, but again, he has to work on his endurance because I think at the end of this match, that's actually what gave Midori Fuji the win. It was a Yorikiri win for Midori Fuji, and it was just kind of like a really exciting, fast match where Midori Fuji just would not stop. <laughs> he just wasn't wasn't going to stop. Uh, it didn't seem to me like an endurance match. It seemed to me like... It's, no, it wasn't like a really long match, but for Koto Kuzan specifically. I've noticed a couple of the days before, he's so he's doing really good sumo, but he gives up. Once we're at that point, he just gets tired. You know, a bigger guy gets tired. And I noticed that these younger guys are not... I noticed that these smaller guys have an advantage of being able to, like, just grind further. And the I... What I noticed is, uh, boy, Midori Fuji just pummeled Kotokuzan in the face. And I thought there needs to be another word for that, pummeling in the face, like fumbling. He just got fumbled in -hmm. the face by Midori Mm -hmm. Fuji, and he did not know where to go. Like, there was nowhere to go but backwards to escape all of those flying face pushes. Yeah, but he was also really close and, and low. Like he well, did yes, it and he had his belt inside position. The, right. right. Kotokuza had his belt and there was fumbling happening. It reminded me actually of the movie Gremlins. It reminded me of like a gremlin trying to climb up your leg and you're like, oh my God, this gremlin has my belt. Get it off, get it off, get it off. But it just will not go off. Because- so Midori Fuji yes. gremlin yes. Kotokuzan. Yes, gremlin and fumbled him to the edge. Yes. This Meisei versus Sadana Umi match, Meisei was aggressive and fast, but they were both just throwing big swats at each other. Sadana Umi quickly gets aggressive, though, too, and pushes Meisei backwards, but Meisei ends up shifting sideways at the edge and sashays around the ring and advances back on Sadana Umi. Now they're at the center of the ring. Sadana Umi advances on Meisei, who again gets pushed to the edge, but here Meisei cleverly shifts to the sides 
side and manages to get uh, the T-bar Mawashi grab on Sadanaumi. But before Meisei attempts anything with that advantageous grip, Sadanaumi lickety split advances and charges like a bull or a lineman at Meisei and takes Meisei backwards with him. Kind of like, it looked like a football tackle to me. Sadanaumi was very fast and very focused in this exciting and fast-paced match. You know, it was a good match, but it was overshadowed for me. By the Koto, Koto Shoho, Shoho versus, versus Nishikigi. Nishikigi. Oh, okay. And My, I put in all, versus Tochinoshi. I know. I the put in all caps. Fights. All right, now we are seeing it <laughs> from the kid. <laughs> yes. Koto Shoho. This was the match for oh. me that made me sit up and go, damn, damn, kid. Yes. Yeah. Well, from the start of the match, the kid had quite a bit of spunk and he was reacting well and quickly. Nishikigi was all over him with shoves and thrusts, and numerous times he had pushed Koto Shoho to the edge. Koto Shoho managed to get pushed dangerously close at the edge, right at the top of the match. And somehow, each time he squirmed out of it and resisted with brute force and flexibility. After that first time of being pushed to the edge, they both lock up with grips. Nishikigi has a better double grip and starts advancing Koto Shoho back again to the edge. Nishikigi goes in for the kill again to do that final push over the ring's edge, and Koto Shoho does another power backbend and shifts around. Somehow, somehow not stepping over the edge. Koto Shoho regroups, shifts back on Nishikigi and quickly attempts a throw of Nishikigi, but Nishikigi is too heavy and he's too grounded. After all, Nishikigi has a solid double grip on Koto Shoho, so he's not holding on for his dear life. But Koto Shoho's back at the ring's edge with Nishikigi pushing. Again, Nishikigi tries to finish him off. Koto Shoho resists with again another power backbend and re- backbend and recovers. But now Koto Shoho in the rebound has gotten a two-sided grip on Nishikigi. He inches back towards the center. They are locked up and Koto Shoho sets up for throw and pulls a beautiful, I think it was a shitatanage it on was, yeah. Nishikigi. It was strength, it was youthful endurance, perseverance that won that match. Young kid finally getting enough track time to hang on with the pros like Nishikigi. And this match proved it to me. Whether you want to call it the power backbend or the power back end, it's yeah. both the same. If you want to study ring edge defense and sumo, yeah. watch this match. Or how to lose, uh, how to create back lower back problems for yourself later in life. <laughs> well, what I liked about it is he did it in many different ways. Yeah. He didn't only do the back bend. He and did he that recovered. once. He recovered each time. He was like, I'm going backwards and I have my heel gripped on this Tawada and I'm going to readjust and refocus, recenter and charge back every time. But he did it differently. That's what I'm saying is he did it not only by bending his knees and then bending backwards. He also did it by standing up on his tippy toes yeah. and pulling Nishkigi up high so that Nishkigi couldn't push anymore. Right. He did it by twisting away. Mm-hmm. He used every tool in the toolbox to get away at the edge. So if you are a sumo specialist, if you are a sumo wrestler, watch this match to see how to escape at the edge. It's a masterclass in how to do it. Well yeah. done, Kota Shoho. Yes. Okay. Tochinoshin versus Teretsuyoshi. This one was just pure comedy and fun. It was so enjoyable. Big man, little man, sumo. Again, 5'7 versus 6'4. Yes. 
Terezioshi is very annoying for Tochinoshin, and you can tell it in this match. Terezioshi moves quickly all around Tochinoshin, and he gets in super low. Tochinoshin tries the wedgie grip on Terezioshi, and he tries to walk him out, but Terezioshi stays so heavy, and he shifts around and tries uh, a throw on Tochinoshi, Tochinoshin, who is too heavy, but I love that he's like, no, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try a throw right here in this position, but doesn't work. But Tetsuyoshi, he gets in even closer and inside and peeks his head. He goes kind of under, he threads the needle and kind of goes under the one side of Tochinoshin. And he now has the wedgie grip on Tochinoshin. And he attempts a wedgie grip. And he looks like a seven-year-old hugging his parent is yeah. what it looks like. It's, I mean, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I did giggle because I was just like, Tetsuyoshi has such balls. And then what he did... Mm-hmm. was go for it okay both are attempting wedgie pull up and walkouts on both of each other but they both can't and yeah this match definitely looked look funny because if i yeah if i was describing it to somebody who'd never seen sumo i'd just be like it's somebody winning by like you both have a wedgie grip on each other and you're both chest to chest and you're both just trying to lift up and wedgie grip the other person out of a ring yeah and each one of you does it I know. That's what I was so shocked. Like, well, Terutsuyoshi- and Tadatsuyoshi, he wore Tochinoshin down and he nudged him to the edge. And it was just too close and too awkward of a fall for Tochinoshin. So he kind of gives up at the edge he's had. It was Yorikiri win by Tadatsuyoshi, showing epic little man sumo spirit. And if you're gonna, he, he's like, if you're gonna try that wedgie grip embarrassing move on me, I'm gonna do it right back to you. And he did it on the big man. And that was what it was a blast to Y'all, see. He, and I looked up how much Tochinoshin notion ways because i just wanted to know how much did he just pick up he picked up 370 pounds yeah of Dead pure tochinoshin in an awkward fashion yeah reaching around leaning back and picking up 370 pounds he did that now tochinoshin was not picking up near that much but each one of them picking each other up man teretsuyoshi proved Again, why he is super dependable top division wrestler. Yeah. Cake. I mean, he's always up there. He's so good. He's been fighting up here for so long. And I just thought, this is why. This is why. The man is so good and so strong. Yeah. And the fact that he can do that and he's not been hurt doing that, that's amazing. It is. Oh, man. I hate to jump through some of these, but... Let's talk about Onosho versus Tamawashi. Y'all, Tamawashi does not care if he's going to have brain damage later in life. <laughs> he will bash ahead with his own, like, with complete abandon. And also, Onosho is exactly the same. He don't care about the head bonks. It's and like this, Hokuto Fuji in that way. Yes. I mean, Hokuto Fuji has a permanent... A bump on his forehead. It's not male pattern baldness. It is somewhat, but it's it's <laughs> exacerbated by the fact that he has a knot on top of his head all day, every day. Have you ever noticed? I have not noticed. It that. is crazy. Well, anyway, these two guys are well on their way of head bonks. Uh, you know, showing through because um, this Maybe? was strong sumo. This was epic strength, and Tamawashi is looking good. That trend is happening. 
<clears throat> Somebody should do a study on the amount of bone density in these guys' foreheads because maybe they actually do put extra calcium in their foreheads well, think, because of all their training. Well, scar tissue, I would think, would protect you in some way. You you continually hit your head over and over and over again. Yes, you jostle your brain for real. Well, but scar tissue in your brain is no, but, never good. Uh, no, but, but like I'm on thinking, the outside that would be like, your skull, right? Can that happen where you can well, like guess. have scar tissue? But that would be there's so little I mean, it's just skin and bone. There's so little muscle. But it's that like you can, up here in your hairline. That's where some of them I But don't even know. that I I would say do somebody out there do a study on the amount of calcium. Like how thick are the skulls of sumo wrestlers? Are they any different? Are they thicker? I don't know. You'd have they to do like be. a post mortem and I don't want any of them. I don't want to know, know that. I know. So, or maybe that's why that guy was inserting things into his head. Yeah, <laughs> to not only be taller, was but that to make it, yeah, yeah, to make it easier for him to headbonk people. Well, if you put a steel plate up there, it would be a whole different story. That's true. <laughs> that's very true. Well, Tamawashi Ananosho may have one because that Tachiai headbonk was again power. Onosho at the Tachiai, he steps to the side and he swats on Tamawashi, who is just kind of lunging forward. Onosho attempts a slap down on the back, but Tamawashi does a beautiful quick pirouette, which is a full spin. And he immediately gets centered right back on Onosho and he survives the turnaround. A lot of guys lose their, lose their focus. He didn't. Tamawashi does, though, get pushed to the edge by Onosho, by Onosho, but his back foot is wedged against the Tawada, and he denies Onosho any advance over the ring's edge. Tamawashi pushes back on Onosho to the center, and this is where a pushing-thrusting battle ensues. Both men are looking pretty good at this point, but it's with these neck thrusts by Tamawashi, he manages to pummel Onosho with this rhythmic series of thrusts, and then he quickly gets his arms under the armpits of Onosho. He breaks that kind of pattern and he ends up throwing him down and to the edge. It was a Tsukiyotoshi win for Tamawashi. Both men looked good though. Tamawashi just looked even better with the finish. Mitakiyumi versus Kotonowaka. Now the ending of this, I'll just say, was the big finish and a bit surprising. Up top, they clashed. Kotonowaka tries to step to the side, but Mitakiyumi doesn't fall to the ground. He turns around, recenters himself on Kotonowaka and stays. Then he gets inside and low, close to Kotonowaka. Kotonowaka gets a deep left side grip on Mitakiyumi, but Mitakiyumi dislodges that and instead lunges and kind of lineman pummels Kotonowaka backwards and he goes reeling towards the edge, but right at the edge, he steps to the side and he stands on the Tawada and manages to keep his heel from going over to the other side and touching the dirt on the outside of the ring. All the while, Mitakiyumi is flying himself quite, quite horizontally over the ring's edge. They manage to kind of hit the dirt at the same time. And the match is initially called for Mitakiyumi, but the decision is reversed after a Manoe, and the winner is declared as Kotonowaka. But the 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 hubbub was what Murray was saying, or somebody no. Uh I was think that they, his 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 father his father was a sideline judge during this match. Oh, I did not see that. I thought when I watched it, I thought 
that, they should have just done a I, rematch. I thought the same thing, too. Because they look like they went out at the exact same time. I'm not sure I agreed with the reversal. I, I thought the same thing. I thought that's kind of weird because I would think with these two, just let them rematch. Uh, well, that says, that also says some scuttlebutt about like if anyone related to you is ever going to be the judge you need to make sure there is absolutely no question right. about what about how you judge something right you yeah. know when Tara Nafuji was becoming Yokozuna and his Oyakata was a big part of that decision making right. process right. I always appreciated the fact that he was always saying he no he was almost harder harder on him yes yeah. because he like, make knew him do it, it well. again make him do it again yes I'm not going to give him the easy win yeah I would like to think that the dad would be like, uh, I'm going to, you know. I'm going to peace out on this one, y'all. Yeah. But yeah, am I wrong? I think someone had said that. Like his dad was, well, his dad's his coach, right? So um, <clears throat> I just thought they should have redone it. Just have, because it really did look like they went out at the same time. I know they were watching uh, Kotonowaka's heel as right. it spun on the Tawada and did it touch down as Mitakiyomi was flying out. They were both going out. Yeah. At the same time. But yeah. I'm no sumo judge. That's so right. all no I can do us and all I can have. do is shake my fist from Texas and say, I don't agree with that. That's right. If they would just listen. I know. But I did appreciate again Mitakiyumi's athleticism yeah. and yet another belly flop coming yes. from the big man. Yes. He is not afraid to go belly first. No, he's not. And All right, that's some Ozeki. That's yes. some Ozeki style. That's yeah. some Ozeki style commitment. I should yes. say, good for him. Well, speaking of old Ozeki Takayasu versus new newer Ozeki Takakesho, I like this match mainly because Takayasu is my first love, and he strong armed Takakesho with his longer arms and kept thrusting at his neck. And he kept him more upright with each one of those upward thrusts. Takakesho was stopped in his tracks, laid down on the ground by a very dominant Takayasu from the start of this match. It was an Oshitayoshi, I believe, win for Takayasu. Mm -hmm. And I loved every second of it. I did too. That was our third Ozeki of the day on day three. All of them lost yep. on day three. I was surprised. Uh, it also made me think very much about Bruce Henderson when he explained some differences in our last podcast about different Kimarite. Mm -hmm. He explained Oshitaoshi as like a big meaty hand on your chest pushing you out. And I could see that. He just had one big meaty hand on Takakesho's chest and out Takakesho went. Yeah. All right, last match of the day, Kiribayama, my newer boyfriend, and Tedanifuji. I think Kiribayama had a good start of trying to keep Tedanifuji off of his belt because you know what? If Tedanifuji gets your belt, you're toast. I don't think he's ever won against the guy. So, I mean, at this point, he's just like, I got to try anything and I've got to just keep this guy off my belt because nobody stands a chance if he gets his preferred grip. Did you think he looked nervous? Because I thought he looked a little bit nervous. I mean, wouldn't you be? Yeah, going I up against I would definitely have nervous diarrhea day of. I I just thought, oh, this reminds me of people going up against Hakaho. And they've never beat him before. And they're yeah. like, oh, what am I going to try this time? This guy's so dominant. It just gave me vibes of Hakaho. And I thought, oh, I like that. <laughs> well, anyway, he did try to keep Tadanafuji off his belt. But eventually, Tadanafuji, a much more experienced man, won out. And he did a, what, a kirikaeshi and uh, threw him to the dirt. And he hit pretty hard. Kiribayama may have hurt his knee. He was kind of 
a little bit soft on that knee when he got up. So yeah. a little a little worried. Yeah. Well, so. Terunofuji had a plan from the beginning. Yeah. And he didn't quite get that belt first thing, but he was close enough, yep. close enough that he kept working it in, working it in, working it in, trying to get it a little bit better. And once he had it, man, it was lightning fast. Yeah. Once he had that grip, just a, that turn and down to the scary dirt. I hope Kitty Bayama is okay, though. I do, too, because I just love him. That takes us to the end of day three, three super exciting days of sumo. I cannot wait to see what happens next week when all the numbers start to filter out and we start to get a better sense of who's coming out on the top of the leaderboard and who's going to be in play for the big, huge trophy. Oh, I'm loving it. Until then, I am Leslie. And I'm Laurie. See y'all later. Sayonara. Bye. Bye.